Look at Dan's waves. He's waving waves. At you today. But everyone knows what he said. Cause he's waving there. <laughs> Welcome to part two of Jesus Podcast. We figured Jesus it out. Colon <laughs> Podcast. Y'all heard about this Jesus fella? Maybe from us talking about him for an hour already? Well, here's another one. And that, that's, that's where the air horn sound goes. That's right. Okay, I'll remember. Um, thank you all for joining us on Paragon Marathon. I'm Sarah, the littlest sister, and... Whose child is this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, that a quote, people? What is? What are you? I think that's, that's a like, song. It's a song. It's a Christmas. Got song. it. All right. Yeah. Sorry. That's, yeah. That's Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sticking um, by it. And I'm the son of Dan. No, just Dan. Um, <laughs> just Dan, the regular one. <laughs> Here to talk about Jesus more. And I'm Tom. <laughs> I was trying to open my Google Doc because I had a Jesus quote that I wanted to use, but I wanted to cite the passage. We could do. We, you, I'll give you a take. You two. left us in just wonderful tension. <laughs> yeah, I know it's cruel to do that to people. That's right. That's the word. I'm yeah. Tom. I'm Tom, the otherest one. And in the words of Jesus from Mark five thirty thirty one, "Who touched my clothes? Who touched me?" <laughs> So saith the Lord. <laughs> so saith we all. So saith we on the sky train. <laughs> Who touched me? Who touched me? <laughs> Who touched my clothes? <laughs> all right. So last time on part one, we kind of covered the history of Jesus, um, the main story beats, his birth, um, the importance of immaculate conception, um, and all of his gospels and now we're finally getting to the crucifixion in honor of Easter. So please take it away, Tom. He's he the, the next part of the thing is that he carries the cross up the hill and he, you know, blah blah blah. Some oh jeez, that's pretty callous. Yada yada yada. <laughs> the Romans put him up on a cross, and the idea is that it's a low form of, you know, it's it's like a way that you put the, criminals the miserable death. people to death. Yeah, exactly. Criminals, wow. um, the the hated. So it's like it, you know, it's shameful. Uh, and he he dies on the cross, and then they they put him in a tomb. They nail his hands and feet to the cross, put a crown of thorns on his head to mock him, and they put a sign that says Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, which is again to mock him. And again, like the Romans did that, the Jews wouldn't have done that. Like so, like pretty yeah. rough Rome, but uh, yeah. So then. Uh, he gets stabbed also yeah so one of the things you got to do apparently is check and see if they're dead because i guess the hill real estate is at a premium when there's this much crucifying to do here let me just creak in this box open yeah aha 
uh, I've been running around the Paragon Marathon picking up all sorts of items. And what's in my loot box? Oh, right here. The Spear of Destiny. It's mine now. Spear of Destiny. Yeah, this would certainly be a rare or legendary item. Oh, yeah, it's definitely got purple text. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it looks like there could be even more powerful Christian relics, depending on which color system you go by. <laughs> I digress. So the spear that got him uh, was originally uh, not named. There's a Gospel of John uh, segment where they say, hey, in Greek, here is the Lankea Longini, which is how they would say it. It I sounds delicious. It. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, it's from the apocryphal Gospel of Nicodemus. Uh, so, yep. And that's when they named the centurion <laughs> what did it. Luncheon is not as important, but you get that name of Spears a lot in later stuff, uh, later pop culture. And they're all talking about this guy and this one spear that got him. And when they did poke him in the side and gave him the wound that uh, becomes the namesake of Doubting Thomas's doubts, which is our boy brother Tom here. Yeah, I wanted to touch on that. That's like Chelsea's first memory of you is you telling that story and explaining your name and doubting Thomas with that wet meat sound. <laughs> really? Oh, it's just another thing we enjoy about oh, you. Yeah. God. I'm so sorry, Chelsea. <laughs> no, we enjoy it very much. Oh, boy. But anyway, uh, he pops in the lance, the spear of destiny, and out comes blood and water. Which is supposed to symbolize the human and divine part of him. And that's why uh, in the... So Jesus is only like... like He's got some blood, but also water. some water. He was, yeah. he was more or his water. water was more magic than the rest. Right. He had the more pure waters oh, in it. Oh, shit. Like, so he got 50% of his DNA from Mary, but then the rest of it was just water. Like, all Yeah, God's they're like, DNA. oh, there's no genetic material in an immaculate <laughs> conceptionized body. Oh, wow. He must this have been moisturized the kind of science that all they the were time. Doing. He must have been oh, glowing. Dewy. Positively dewy. Summer mist. Those aren't uh, abs on the cross. <laughs> Those were a complex system of bladders. <laughs> uh, yep. That's he why would. they had to nail him in, or he would have. <laughs> God damn, we have to cut this. Jesus. This is all real bad. Sorry, guys. Those have done the Anderson's nails jokes. It's real bad. Uh. The blood symbolizes humanity. The water, his divinity. In the mass, uh, the priest pours a small amount of water into the wine before the consecration, oh. which is to acknowledge this and you know activate the flavor. I imagine <laughs> if it's like whiskey. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> what's that stuff called? The uh, the oh, fuck that had such a funny joke. I can't think of this. I keep thinking catheter. What's the thing you <laughs> pour wine into? Uh, decanter. Yeah, Mister Samal. Yeah. Oh, you're not turbo decanting. You're not really tasting the wine if you're not turbo decanting with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so that's a, they recreate the spear. Uh, there's all sorts of cool images of Orthodox churches with actual spears in them. But the Holy Lance itself is this artifact that has been broken and wrapped in foil. And, you know, there's a couple of them that are legit Curious. as far as the churches are confirmed. At one point, oh, no, I should have found the date first. A guy's like, I have seen both the one in France that was kept there and the one in Rome, and I have determined that one is the tip of the spear and the other is the rest of it. Nice. They're both the spear. Oh! We did it. Yeah, Charlemagne was supposed to have it at one point, and like maybe 
I think yeah. there's like a, an apocryphal, like the lore of some French royal sword is that like part of it that Charlemagne had got put into a sword that eventually later French dynasties had or something. Um, there was also some like Czech king in the 1400s who was supposed to have the spear of destiny, which made his army unbeatable. So like it shows up. Exactly. It pops up. Um, it was then, uh, let's see, in Vienna, which is hilarious. Um, Bean. In <laughs> 900s, <laughs> um, Otto III gave Boleslaw the first of Poland uh, just a replica shit. And then, that might it, be one no, thing, is, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of these. Um, but yeah, it was in France because Charles IV uh, got there. You know him, born Wenceslas, king of Bohemia, became Holy Roman Emperor. Oh. Oh. Good for him. Yeah, the ransom. Uh, oh, he moved it from his birthplace, uh, <laughs> or from Prague to Nuremberg, and then the Nazis got it. They did <gasps> it. They performed their evil magic. Hellboy stopped them. Don't worry. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, that's where oh. it ties into real life. Oh. <laughs> and anyway, now I have it in the box here, the loot box that I will open and talk about the most magical items for my myths. Fantastic. This one's going back. Yeah, uh, don't at me. Uh, Nicolas Cage can't have these national treasures. For any anime fans out there, it was also used for a specific angel in Evangelion. Uh, the oh, hell yeah. Um, I don't really know how. That whole show, that show explodes it. my brain. Yes. Evangelion is amazing for Jewish mysticism and Christian mythology. It is actually incredible. Uh, well, yeah. And the impetus for the loot box segment is that... Uh, when we talk about mythical heroes, there are so many ways people want to tie their story to them that they will use their weapons yep. or their clothings or just their names in some way. So there's, yeah, been a Spear of Destiny or a Longinus, which is the name later attributed to the Roman centurion, what got him, who is now a saint and was maybe blind and cured when the blood he poked out of Jesus hit his eyes. Yikes. Oh, sick yeah. benefit. Yeah, super gross. You'd think he'd be better at poking a dead guy. To avoid that, but ah, maybe you can never know where it's going to squirt. All, you never yeah. know. Yeah, it can go true. anyway. I've seen those slow motion videos of water balloons. Yeah, have you ever opened no a Capri Sun? On the right side of it, it could go oh any which way. Oh Successfully, yeah. <laughs> Capri Sun of Man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's the episode title. All right. right yeah. <laughs> Anyway, loot box is going away. We'll wait for the next one. We'll talk about, I don't know, uh, Peter's leather jacket. Um, Peter from Family Guy? Nice. I'm so excited. I love Family Guy. Have you guys seen Family Guy? Oh, my God. Heard about it. The dog talks. <laughs> and he's Can people funny. understand the baby? Yeah. I hate myself. Uh, so <laughs> let's, let's do anything else. Yeah, let's finish this. We're going to finish the story here. So Jesus is dead. He got poked and crucified, and it's sad. Uh, they put him in a tomb. And then this is the crux of the whole story, right? So what I like about Jesus's hero's journey is that he has his his death is his literal death and his resurrection is his literal resurrection. And this is one of the reasons that he's like a fundamental, like he's more structure for hero's journey than he is an example of it. Uh, so the, his, yeah. the return or the return with elixir where, where the deed is done, like the good thing that happens is Jesus's uh, death and resurrection because his resurrection is his ascension into heaven. Uh, so that's the moment yeah. where humanity is saved. Two worlds. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So he has saved us by dying. So it's, it's one of those tragedies where yes, the hero dies, but his rebirth is his victory. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So 
he's saved every soul in the world. He's provided the solution to original sin, and he has the promise of a future kingdom of heaven on earth or in heaven or whichever it is. So I'm confused. How did he save souls? Was it just the act itself? Like the sacrifice is all it took or well, was there something he, he to, was doing? While he, that was yeah, he had to die. He, he took on all the sins with him. So he became Ooh. the lamb or the scapegoat of sacrifice. Right? I was going to say, be- that's another old like okay. hermetic tradition. Exactly. You put a curse into a thing and kill that thing. That's the scapegoat. Oh, yeah, the scapegoat exactly. would take on all the sins of a community and they'd send it out into the wilderness to die. And it would be like, that's yeah, what it was scapegoat a means? Goat. It was a literal goat. Wow. Then you put your the curses in and goat. said, so long, curses. I'm going to have a great 2021. And so like, it's no mistake that, among other things, Jesus is called the lamb because the lamb was like an item of sacrifice. And it ties to the, like in a very literal way, to the Abraham almost sacrifice, but in a general way to human beings and the way that they want to interact with the divine through sacrifice. So like, which is a bargain, right? Like we get divine yeah. boon in return for material substance love a good boon you need them especially mm-hmm. if you got that original sin dangling around on your wherever it dangles right oh, it also everywhere. reinforces that like we are sustained by him thing right yes. like he's the food that you eat and you know the blood that you drink the wine whatever it is it's so it's cool in that it's not cool it is what it is Every other hero <laughs> has to have a metaphorical death and resurrection or like an almost death and resurrection. And we're very, very used to our heroes dying and giving us a sacrifice and either miraculously coming back or almost dying or giving up something important. And then Being after they frozen so we can come back and fight Hydra instead of just the Nazis. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever yep. you got to do. And then the oh, we've all seen the final <laughs> fantasy movie. And after that sacrifice, of course, you know. everybody's thinking of the spirits within. That's the first thing that everybody thought of. Thank you. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> What's it? Gray. Gray. Like next to Jesus, the yeah. most well-known sacrificial hero, certainly. Played by the incomparable. <laughs> wait, who the fuck is Alec Baldwin? The incomparable Alec what Baldwin. What the fuck? <laughs> it, it was, was not Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. Oh. Uh, <gasps> he's that guy when you want a name, but will also do anything, boss baby. <laughs> so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I would wear a shirt that said, do anything, boss baby. <laughs> that can be uh, first in our merch store. <laughs> so it's, yeah, the, uh, Jesus's triumph in death is kind of cool and kind of, you know, very, it's very resonant. And of course, the, the main conceit would be that since he is divine, it's not a real death at all. And he's just attained his true form, which is like to be you know, simultaneously God and himself and also a different thing. Yeah. Um, reflected through like the human experience. So he yeah. can, he knows what you're going through. He's sorry about it. So now I've prepared a two and a half hour lecture on the Gnostic gospels. So if you guys could turn off your mics for a bit, that would Thank be great. Uh, this is where it gets there good. <laughs> like you paid for your seat, but you will only need the edge. <laughs> <laughs> We've, uh, We've completed the hero's we've completed the hero's journey. We've gone over the historical context of Jesus and some of the church. Certainly we can't be expected to talk about that anymore, really. Stop expecting it. Yeah. Leave us alone. Uh, <laughs> we're so tired. Just kidding. Hang out forever. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm glad you're here. The the last thing is uh, maybe just 
because taking a look at specific examples of like Christ figures or Jesus in pop culture is just what we already do on the show, basically. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. It, it might just be interesting to look at some of the things we found, you guys found this week for like pop culture connections you were thinking about. Or... Don't mind if I do. Don't mind Get if em. I do. So, um, I love looking at pop culture iterations of Jesus because surprisingly there aren't as many where Jesus Christ himself is a character. And I think it was during society tiptoeing around that because it was pretty fucked up to include religion on television in an unserious way. Like South Park did it to transgress. Um, what was expected of media, like have Jesus Christ as a character and have like different thoughts and feelings that kind of went against religion and with religion at the same time. Like he, mm-hmm. I think they represented him pretty authentically sometimes. And then the Western version of Jesus where he's like punching people and like beating people up and, you know, like he has a matrix moment in an episode and then he fights Satan in another um, and they make it like a big boxing match which is hilarious in its own right. And they do the weigh in and everyone's betting on Satan because he's 320 pounds. <laughs> like they only make Satan 320 pounds and Jesus is a tight 130. So everybody, <laughs> everybody bets on uh, Satan. And then it turns out at the end, spoiler for this episode from 20 years ago, um, that Satan bet on Jesus and then he threw the fight. <laughs> Yeah, that's like, Which, that should be in the Bible, not because it's South Park, <laughs> but because that's like actually a pretty nice little, like, just story about Jesus most the world, yeah. just the nature yeah. of the world. Yeah, I don't know. It sums up that duality in a cute way. I think it was hilarious. Uh, the, the South Park Jesus is like mostly chill. He's like a nice, yeah. reasonable guy. And I like, like the idea of the, like, Jesus being what America needs for its narrative at the moment. Like, after 9-11, they needed one that kicked ass a little, and country music reflected it. That's right. And maybe Jesus with guns did. Wait, is that a thing? Oh, right. Like, the I keep thinking of that one South Park episode that Sarah just described, which is, like, season one of South Park, I swear. It is season one. He's a character. I was thinking of, like, the Black Hawk Down one. Yeah, and I remember that. I think that was a later one, but I I had totally not been thinking about that. Now it's all, like, flooding back to me, the, like, relatively high-budget animated sequences of action. Action Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also want to touch on Saint Young Men. Uh, the manga about Jesus and Buddha yes. as roommates. What the um, fuck is that? You haven't seen really St. Young Men? <laughs> oh, you haven't seen St. Young Men? <laughs> you remember about these young men? Um, I can't believe I forgot yeah. to study that because that's just a great show where Jesus and Look, I didn't Buddha are... I, I watched a couple it episodes a while ago and they, you know, keep the characters in line of like he was <laughs> a good dude all the time mm-hmm. and so is buddha and like there's this really cute episode where jesus and buddha are in the sauna with like some yakuza and uh jesus <laughs> is describing what happened to him where someone betrayed him and then he was imprisoned and then he got out because of his dad and all of the yakuza are like oh he must have been a sick boss like the ultimate criminal <laughs> and they're all impressed with jesus which i think is really cute yeah so that's adorable. actually a really good show that's i a, think that's, that's a, the whole vibe too is adorable uh they're trying to learn about modern japanese society yeah, they're, by just pretending living in they're Japan. normal people yeah anything like taking taking the character of jesus and just like making them or, or any major figure and just focusing on the things that like humanize them in a way is like a good Delightful. way 
to because it's still such touchy ground that you're like you're you're taking an enormous risk and you are probably upsetting some people because it's so personal but like how could anyone have beef with that kind of thing where you're just like putting them in a context where they're examining the things that canonically happen to them i don't know i guess it takes the seriousness away from the subject like people want to preserve it as sacred versus um you know everything but which south park kind of is not sacred in any way and they focus on that relentlessly um, what was the term (laughs) relentlessly unsacred (laughs) exactly (laughs) um you know ridiculous so like putting jesus in that construct makes him a part of that and nobody yeah in the church wants that but i think it exposes people to something that matters to a huge portion of yeah. the country and how could that be a bad thing anyway um south park is so important like honestly even if it's not our thing at this moment like i, I, I south know. park is it's very important. important it's just a for, shame that satire flies right over the heads of all teenage boys everywhere yes like yeah you're absolutely right. at the worst parts yeah that, i think exactly. that's a concise way to say our beef with it without doing a whole south park episode no i really don't want to um it's important end of story uh then american gods has a really interesting part i can't remember in the book i think there is a part where they talk about american jesus yeah it definitely gets acknowledged but it's not um, a focus yeah and this the scene jesus. i think is made for the show but is really cool but they hmm. have a great scene with Eoster, um it's like god of goddess of fertility and i forget she just pagan yeah she, yeah. yeah she's like a germanic deity and this idea of her sharing the holiday of easter and getting celebrated that way with jesus and how it's kind of like a contract that they signed and she's like you know a businesswoman getting this praise yeah. and celebration and like the bunnies and the eggs and everything yeah they keep well, the symbols of fertility but no one really mm-hmm. addresses them they're just part of the trappings it's of like it. yeah royalties basically on a holiday that she's getting um <laughs> because of jesus totally and um, then she has all of these different Jesuses because it's not just one Jesus. It's like all of these different people bringing their own God to this country of America. So like uh, there's Mexican Jesus, there's Korean Jesus, there's sunglasses Jesus. There's like yes. 20 different Jesuses there. Uh, and they all look different. Like some look, you know, like there's black Jesus. There's every kind of Jesus, which I think is interesting. Yeah, they're in like cool jeans. Yeah, but I'm that's the thing. It. They're always in like uh, the drug rug kind of. Drug rug? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, like a nice sweater or like robe type thing, like loose button up. Not not, not even a button up. They, Jesus doesn't believe in buttons. And like. No, he's in those like heavy wool stoner sweaters. Yeah. Hoodies. <laughs> going all exactly. the same pattern. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that that's was a really nice. That's my personal Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every uh, white guy that's sold weed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, JC's in the house. But uh, (laughs) so that was like a really nice, more modern take on the character of Jesus. And then uh, I'm going to talk about the Passion of the Christ really quick because I didn't actually watch the movie. Let's do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. (laughs) I've watched it. it. No one should have to. I watched it front to back. Not this week, but a while ago. What do you got? Oh, no, no. You watched it recently, right? No, I didn't watch it. it. I couldn't do it. I I watched uh, analyses of it. That was all I could yeah, handle because I really didn't want to. Do more secondhand, remove he, yourself from the direct Mel Gibson. That's a yeah. good move. Yeah. Mel Gibson's anti-Semitism is on full display. Uh, brutal. The, 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 it is just a movie about the gratuitousness of the suffering um, played up to 
like an almost comical degree other than like how horrible all the stuff you're physically seeing is. And it's, he constructs the timeline in such a way where it's like, it starts with suffering and we just get little flashbacks of the moments in the story that brought us to the, the, what's called the 14 stations, which is like Jesus dragging the cross up the hill, getting beat up the whole way or hurt in some other way. And then, you know, whipped and like, crucified in all of its gory details and stabbed and the way that people are like, you know, screaming at him and throwing crap at him. And like his mother is there and she's weeping and Mary Magdalene is there. And it's, it's just egregiously painful and like disgusting. And there's like vague Middle Eastern music in the background. That's sad. Like, yeah, like a yo-yo-lading woman is there. <laughs> Just How else like... will I know I'm supposed to be sad and foreign? <laughs> yeah. I'm watching this white guy die. <laughs> It's just guilt. He gave nothing else to the story. There's yeah. no reason to latch on to this person just to feel bad. And I don't yeah, think that's that a was good representation take. of Christ in any way. Like, No, he uh, didn't have anything to say except like, hey, you party. guys remember why he's... we all hate the Jews, right? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, guy. You yeah. have to go and make a movie about it. I read YouTube comments of people talking about their experience watching uh, Passion of the Christ this week. And it ranged from, you know, basically what we're saying to uh, lots of people being like, I was so upset I had to leave. But most of it was like, I was so upset because I was so overcome by the guilt that I bear my savior. Like I could not stand Ah. to be in the presence of this version of it, which is ultimately like positive. They're saying it's so effective. It was too effective for me. And it's like a story I already know anyway. So like I'm out of there and like fair enough for getting out of there. But like. That Lord. bums me out. Yeah. The, like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's the most effective way of manipulating you to be on our team that we've come up with in the past 2,000 it years. It felt like... Uh, God damn it. This movie, and I didn't watch it, but it just sounds like an hour and 50 minute really brutal ad, like an insurance company ad of like... Yes. Guilt. You should guilt. be worried. They were supposed to be like... It was said that it could be cut down to 90 minutes if they cut some of the gratuitous gore from it, but instead it was 127 minutes. Yeah, it's just so like, like slow motion that whipping. That goes to show you. Yeah. 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 And How? like, I couldn't get through Game of Thrones. No, thank you. Exactly. Like, I don't care about gore. I want a story. I don't care. I just, so I, I skipped it. I know it's bad, but I did. Well, it's an interesting conversation that Dan and I have had a lot over the years. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I respond really well to gore. I like it when a movie is so, uh, you know, intense in what it's it's just in the violence that it's displaying that I feel off put by it and like yeah not because i enjoy watching it but because like i <laughs> sounds like, like you might enjoy watching it, it, no, it well. sounds like i enjoy watching it and I, I do enjoy it when i am just been a, when i have like a big feeling right like what like in any direction like when when something is that effective i and i'm shocked by it i i appreciate like violence being shown in a way that is probably more realistic than, you know, action scenes where violence is played down or its significance or impact is played down. Like when people are like in the movie being like, wow, this violence is horrifying or people are like totally shocked or destroyed or I feel destroyed by something that should destroy someone. You know what I'm talking about? Like there's an authenticity in there to me. Like it should be like off-putting. It's violence. I agree. But at the same time, that that doesn't mean that I appreciate it for its own sake. That doesn't mean I appreciate it to no purpose. And 
I don't think that any of that is even on the table with Passion of the Christ. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> like, what's there to be redeeming about this except Christ's redemption? We get it. We it, get it. It's almost like a child who's forced to be telling the story and he's like, he's seeing that his audience isn't impressed by how detailed he's being. So he just like keeps trying to up the ante. He's like, uh-huh. and then he got gushed and smushed. And oh. he got his, his, he got gushed where he got smushed. Did and he? Like, yep. Wow! <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm not articulating that well, but it it makes Mel Gibson feel like a like a baboon or That's something. He <laughs> didn't have anything to say except "Look how gross." Yeah, <laughs> like "Look how gross I can be, and you should feel like cool guy." Yeah. yeah. So that was my that interpretation. <laughs> Yeah, if that comparison is ultimately unhelpful, you can edit that digression out completely. I think it was very important because now we're going to talk about Jesus Christ Superstar, which is parts of the same story. I mean, Passion of the Christ really started at the end, but like Jesus Christ Superstar still showed the crucifixion, I think, in a much more tasteful way. Dude, um, totally. Because it's a musical and it's supposed to be fun and they had all the whips timed to the music of like 39, 38. 37. Like that really got me amped in a weird <laughs> yeah. way. What I wrote down for for that song was this must have been a relief, and the the lyrics were probably really easy to memorize. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just counting from one to forty for like yeah, three minutes. There's a whip crack, totally. <laughs> anyway, I I agree. I think this is like the best version of the Jesus story that I've ever seen or read. Cause hippies, cause it makes yeah. perfect sense to me that Jesus is a sick dude, radical dude, where people love listening to his groovy tales and like what he can do and he's really helping people in like a small political movement and then people are just like latching on it kind of feels like quasi i don't want to say cultish but like the way that people are just like what's the buzz tell me what's happening what's the buzz tell me what's happening like that Mm -hmm. people want to follow this guy and know exactly what he's planning on doing but like he's also just a guy this movie does that perfectly because it's Jesus who never explicitly says, like, I am the son of God. You have to listen to me. Uh, he never explicitly talks to God. Even his moment in the garden, the take this cup from me moment is like sort of just him like remarking like, it, it, you know, it's it's what? ambiguous. Like, is he talking to God or is he or is is he talking to himself? Um, but what you're saying is like there's that fucking song by Simon, the Jesus, I love you. Uh, where like it's about how shallow his followers are and how yeah. they're like desperate. They're like, save me, Jesus, save me, Jesus. And he's like, ugh, like, whoop, stop. And, and they're <laughs> like sort of shown to be like cloying and in it for themselves. And Jesus yeah. is or kind the of- material like, side yeah. of it, right? Yeah, it's fucking awesome. This it's is this is the movie. deep side of behind. Like they're dancing mm-hmm. for him and waving around, being like, "This is because you, because you love Jesus." And he's like, what did I do? <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't remember asking you guys to do this. And like, I don't know. He seems his face is like a constant unimpressed state the entire time. He just looks exhausted. Yeah. He's like hanging out with Mary Magdalene because she's the only person who gives him what he needs. He has that line of like, feels like no one's listening to me or like, you know, uh, really responding to my message i guess i I guess my interpretation is unclear because i still don't really know the story of jesus until you kind of taught it to me just now but what my interpretation was was you have to listen back to this podcast (laughs) i guess i will got four hours (laughs) (laughs) it's just like the the progression of this movie is really about his relationship with judas and potentially like a prophecy of like him knowing 
what has to happen, but not yeah. <laughs> recounting that to his followers in any way or like until the end. Well, because ultimately it's just like he's his concerns are more important. I'll just say it like than yeah. than those of his followers. And that's what is interesting where all of his followers for good or ill are worried about like the, the here and the now. Even Judas, who wants that's to help right. people is like, yeah. how can we help people now? Some of them are like in it for themselves, like Simon uh, are like, how can I be saved? Uh, and the other ones are like trying to manipulate or just figure things out. And he's just like clearly beyond that and you can take that as because he knows he has this very specific divine destiny or he's just sort of so tired and jaded as you say and like sees that even when people are listening to him talk about like the need for less corruption and more compassion they're not really internalizing that they're still being selfish with it well and they're just like hey this is easier is following this guy specifically like I, i think there's a lot to be said about the kind of people that or like the kind of behavior that leads to be uh being like an lrh uh, or l ron hubbard follower mm. or joseph smith are the examples that i'm familiar with of uh like the audience you're talking to and what they're going to take from it uh, too bad too no late. It, it, it's the difference like between like jesus is probably he probably was kind of a cult leader historical jesus again we have no idea but like this guy this character in jesus christ superstar Everyone wants him to be a cult leader and treats him like one. And he's honestly not really that interested, um, which is admirable in the context that the story's presented. Yeah, he's never like been like, call me king. Call me the king of the Jews. Me, 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 me. Like, it's not part of it. Gospel of John, you're so lame. Like, you you did not understand how to make him cool at all. (laughs) (laughs) Worst brain. To quote, star on Goodreads. to quote Jesus Christ Superstar, Caiaphas sings of him in his song, The Evil Pharisee. Oh, God, I wish Dan had seen it because this is way I too basic. I to the soundtrack this morning. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> One thing I'll say for him, Jesus is cool. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> is cool. <laughs> Which is certainly the best line sung by a Pharisee in the musical. Yeah, that's a good takeaway. And that'll be my answer now when people ask me what I would do. God, that movie is great. If anyone's curious about like the best interpretation of Jesus, like please watch Jesus Christ Superstar because I think it hits every nail on the head. It's beautiful yep. music. It's sixties, seventies, seventies. Sorry, it's seventies. But there was a, an astonishing amount of like different races in this cast, which I think was so important because yeah. nobody. Di- I mean, Jesus was still blonde hair, blue eyed guy, but like at the same That's time, how you sell it to America. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I think that was as far as they could go at the time. And also like there's Judas is a cool black dude who's sympathetic and makes a lot of sense in the movie. Um, yeah. There are tons of black characters. I think I'm not positive, but I think Mary Magdalene is first nations. Um, oh, and cool. It's yeah. just like very I- interesting show of like hippies in the desert um telling an important story absolutely and the way it's shot as you said like they're dressed like american young people in the 70s even though they're in the holy land like yeah and yeah they're doing the like moral work i think of thinking about society but it's also like what you accuse stoners of and not accomplishing anything it vibes some of the the songs kind of are hymn like in the way that they repeat yeah yeah, in rounds, yeah. I think that's, like, a very religious thing um, brought into the the soundtrack. And I, th- I could hear, like, some influence by, like, the Middle Eastern or, like, yeah. Jewish song styles. While it's still an incredible musical. Like, while it's yeah, still it, fascinating. 
it was honestly very impressive how musically uh like consistent like it it, it fucked the whole way through it was really it uh, i'm swearing too much but like <laughs> I'm, I'm blaspheming uh, but like the lyrics were also like thoughtful and provocative like i wrote down a few so mary magdalene which she she's clearly important she doesn't get a ton of screen time but she's there and her songs are excellent and mm-hmm. like so she's like he's he's a man he's just a man and i've had so many men before in very many ways he's just one more i don't know like the it's it's mostly due to how nebulous the word man becomes in everything around the jesus story like man and son of man and like yeah like yeah it's it's leaving a lot of room for this like echoey illusory uh reverberation in a way that i like i also uh no i just have too many jesus christ superstar notes um this this is this is self-aware jesus right this is jesus who's not trying to be like proselytize he's trying to be like a, a cool person and i think yeah, that's the, the best we can ever get take, from this story <laughs> yeah uh Oh, We've man. done uh, real like bullet point lists before, and here there's this great one of Christ-like figures in like repeated <laughs> stories. So maybe you want to like blaze through those and just really drive home, like, yeah, you've heard this story, and it's all stories, even these ones. We're talking to you. We're yeah. we reach every audience. We're so, relevant. So this the the list of Christ figures, which are characters in you know pop culture who sort of. Um, fit the mold of jesus in at least two ways uh there's a lot it's basically a list of the episodes we're gonna do on this show um (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) no like i I still think it's worth talking about because again it's just so prolific so some of the best known ones in pop culture i wish i'd organize this list better superman is just way up there because it's like right on its sleeve right Mm -hmm. Uh, dan do you want to say the ways that superman is like jesus you want to just rattle them off no, uh, <laughs> I want to say uh, mostly because <laughs> I've been reading more about Superman as Moses, and that's where my head's at. Oh, but, uh, so like off the top of my head, that very well could be off the yeah. top of my head. Superman, uh, you know, he, <laughs> he's got a dad that's important. He was sent yeah, to save men. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. last he's son of Krypton, first son of man. Exactly. He's going to save mankind. He, you know, he dies and is reborn. Like it's, it's not his biggest enemy is also a rich man. Yeah. His, (laughs) (laughs) he fights doomsday literally like he, yeah, yeah. too. So you got, uh, Mufasa from the lion King is like a really just, he literally appears as God a little bit. Um, so I guess, wait, is Simba? I was going to say Jesus Simba, he doesn't yeah. die, but he comes back from exile. And that's kind of like that. Hmm. And his dad died for, yeah, he's Hamlet. So let's, how's Hamlet? <laughs> let's Jesus. slow down. Let's on. work backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Mufasa appeared on a lot of lists and I, I want to think it through. He dies and does come back like as sort of like a, you know, maybe a hallucination, but like maybe as like a deity. And he dies uh, for the sins of all lions. Yeah. It, everything got way worse right after. I don't think he did it by dying. I think he was... <laughs> right? Because now the state of zebra Denmark, there's something rotten in it. Oh, no, you're right. Because Ghost of Hamlet's the, around. 
I was looking at all these lists and eventually I just realized that it was just going to be the same shit. So I just started like reviewing my own catalogs and stuff. But like Mufasa is on every list. I think that it's also because like it's not a specific list of criteria. If it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, he needs to check two boxes, then sure. But like, you know, but yeah, it's also like, hey, the cultural consciousness. When we think about God, we think about big, deep voice cloud, man. Yeah, (laughs) maybe that's all it is. And I think that's valid. That's like how we codify when you think superhero, you think big red cape. Right. So, you know, next up on the list, I have more Mel Gibson because William <sighs> Wallace, again, like it sh- he directed that movie, I yeah. think. And uh, Westernized you know, the he, shit out of it. To make <laughs> William Wallace heroic, he did what he knew, which is have him suffer horribly, like have him basically go through like a passion like Jesus did. Yeah. You I see Mel Gibson did. write down in a notebook in between takes like I could make a whole movie. That's just this part. <laughs> We're pulling my guts out. <laughs> and he's doing it to, you know, like, like for the salvation of a people. And, uh, you know, he came from small beginnings and uh, he taught the people to, you know, follow him and work together. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, when I said rapid fire bullet point, I didn't think we had to go and examine all of them either. Yeah, let's say do all the names rapid fire. Rapido. I like Iron Giant because he yeah. also calls himself Superman. And we know we have that already. Superman <laughs> Jesus. God. You got uh, Neo. You got Frodo. You got Gandalf and Aragorn. I think there's a strong element of Christ-like for each of those three. Well, Gandalf right? comes back. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. But yeah, Aragorn saves all man. Frodo yeah, almost king. dies a couple Frodo times. Frodo yeah. yeah, exactly. Kings. Yeah. <laughs> you got uh, Harry Potter, as a lot of YouTubers are willing to tell you about enthusiastically. <laughs> Particularly Christian YouTubers, which is interesting. Yeah, they're really, really eager to reclaim that one. Yeah, they, they really like Harry Potter. And witchcraft specifically is Which a tough I, brand for Christianity to get yeah. on board with. Yeah, maybe that's the their like, little act of rebellion, right? Like they're going to transgress by liking Let's Harry Potter. Yeah, that's what my run spring was all about. <laughs> Let's the be bad. Is- Let's talk about our houses. Our what class? What school? I'm a, I'm a griff man. You got uh, both Skywalkers. Yeah, Anakin and Luke. Anakin is immaculate conception. You watched a movie in. Yeah. Yep. His dad was the Force. Technically, his mom would have the immaculate conception done when the. Oh my God! We get it. (laughs) (laughs) We get it. We're all wrong. (laughs) I was wrong too. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. Yeah, and we don't get enough about her origin. Just (laughs) that she is weak to sand people. She's a slave, which most people are. Yeah. Aslan is like very intentionally jesus like that's an allegorical story so that's there i wrote lord of the flies because i teach it occasionally but i don't know if anybody will have that in their head oh uh, interesting oh uh, yeah no he's got I, long hair he feeds a bunch remember. of people he's christ-like hmm. it's all good uh ripley totally has the christ arc if you look at the whole thing right because yeah. she, she comes back comes back from clone yeah, she li- has a literal <laughs> resurrection, but like the second one is also like all about her trying to save people, and then mm-hmm. like she, there's some debatable degree of ascension. Anyway, and then there's a weird trinity between like the alien, the human, and the Holy oh, Ghost. Wow. That's the yeah. weird cloned alien human hybrid. I'm here for that. Yeah, <laughs> there's an essay in there. Yeah, ET is a good one. I'm reading yeah, your list. I think that it qualifies. <laughs> 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 it's not the stupidest thing I've done all day. I think so. All right, no, I've. 
it's a long record. We <laughs> the delirium setting in. So yeah, well, roll with it. Yeah, he has healing powers um, and everything, and he loves Reese's Pieces, as we know yeah. the Lord Jesus Christ does. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's why he leaves out chocolates at Easter. Oh, God. Um, Leonidas. Really? Like, yeah, yeah definitely. Not, not the historical figure at all. But the Zack Snyder's Leonidas in no. the movie 300 is like so shamelessly trying to evoke Jesus-y things, even though he's like, I'm a hard boy. We're going to be hard boys together. Like, 300 is so intensely wild and it is exactly like okay Zack Snyder we need you to make sexy Jesus convince yeah. America to go to war <gasps> oh no dude literally it's a 9-11 yeah, thing yeah dude it's all in there they literally say freedom isn't free Holy like this shit. is what justifies our war but bureaucrats won't let them okay yeah Murphy and Robocop lay it on me how is he who is oh how he wants to he what yeah, he, he dies and comes back as a Robocop. Oh, he's Robocop? His name is Murphy? Yeah. I haven't actually seen that just movie. Detroit. Yeah. Your just know he gets oh, that's a fun time. He like, gets absolutely wrecked. Is that a the is that a Paul Verhoeven movie? Yeah, okay. The it violence is. is nasty. Yeah, that's the kind of hyper-violence right? I can get yeah, behind. Is that, Paul that's Verhoeven, what I'm talking Verhoeven. about, right? Yeah. Like it, you feel it, and you're supposed to. But it's yeah. But it's yeah. not like saw. Like oh, cut your own mm. butt off and eat it while I watch. Yeah, true. I don't need that in my life. Next, Spock. Really? <laughs> he dies for the sins. Yeah, he actually literally gets in like a Lazarus Is it called tube. Called the Lazarus or some tube. Nonsense. Oh my god. Um, there's like a machine that's set to like fix the galaxy. He died in a bunch of radiation hmm. to make a thing happen. But uh, then they send him out into space and they're like, oh, and the mad scientist who had this life creating thing, he did it. He made it. And they shot Spock into it. So I don't know why yeah. they're surprised that he came it's back also, to life. I like how anyway. consistently sci-fi yeah. is going to be like, this is the Lazarus blank. And it's like the whatever science machine that <laughs> either clones somebody or brings totally. somebody back Oh, to and life. Spock's also the hybrid, right? He's half Vulcan, oh. half div- human. <laughs> he's part divine. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah he's from the there. stars. Yeah, Terminator. Terminator. The Terminator. Yeah, he's a oh, he's man. a good guy, right? Like he he yeah, yeah. whatever the T one Arnold Schwarzenegger is the reprogrammed one that succeeded in killing fucking John Connor's dad and is now <laughs> I'm the right. new dad. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's a excellent yeah. Why Our Dads episode about, about this too? movie again. Gonna Fuck point yeah. everyone to I watch yeah, daddy tonight. stuff. Daddy, dad. Uh, John, hell yeah, John Snow is. Yep. you know he has a very obvious resurrection. He's characterized as being uh, self-sacrificing and chivalrous, I suppose. Unknown birth. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. A, he's birth. meant to be a savior figure, I guess. TV show ruined itself on purpose, so <laughs> tough to say. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Atticus Finch surprises yeah. me. I don't uh, like. I like that one. He preaches unity and, you know, not Dude, so the social norm. I wasn't going to put him on the list. Compassion. And then I read and thought, you know, he's just basically if you have enough sacrificing and heroic attributes, you can you can be sort of a Christ figure. Right. And like, 
that's true. There's a, it's such a broad symbol yeah. that there are a lot and, of and roads he's, you know, to he's, Jesus. He's being he's socially progressive. He's doing it at a dangerous time in a dangerous community. Uh, the the YouTube video I watched, which was by like a 17 year old, was like, and he is clearly socially crucified for his behavior. And I was like, oh, oh, I mean, oh, I, I see oh. what you're doing, but damn, going hard. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, you know, it it scans, right? Like yeah. he's he's a father figure. He yeah. he like his the story is written in sort of an apostolic fiction kind of way where Scout is like in awe of her father. So oh, it, it, it works totally. Written yeah. 30 years after the fact. Yes. Oh, Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte. Um, oh, where's Templeton? Where where Oh. <laughs> anyway, no, I had to bring up Charlotte's web. But uh, Charlotte dies, and she's she, right. Like, do we buy yeah. that? I think she's a Christ figure for Wilbur and Templeton. I would love and- a spider Christ. I would. <laughs> How do you crucify yeah. a spider? You Holy can't. Smokes. It would just Let's... be like a snowflake shape. Yeah, <laughs> not enough. Uh, we should also check and see if spiderchrist.com is free, so we can have a metal band name. <laughs> Start getting our merch oh, no. out there. All right, eleven. 11 yeah solid the first season you know she like sacrificed herself to kill a weird alien and sort of save the human world i guess crazy yeah she's got magic powers yep has questionable parentage it doesn't take much right this this is the point she does bleed every time she uses her powers yeah exactly yeah interesting (gasps) she doesn't really have a ministry but uh we can you know she's yeah something to do with waffles (laughs) Hercules. Yeah, we touched on this for sure. Disney Hercules is entirely Jesus coded from like the rebrand. Yeah, let's make him a ginger. That one's open and shut. He's like dealing with the devil. He's getting spirits out of heck. He's yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Like you can almost tell that one just from like the colors used in the animation. They really made Zeus like it's really solid. Classic God, Dad, Dad, God. Like they, yeah. He just is God. Yeah. <laughs> that dad god. Uh, oh, I did a bit on this earlier. Yeah, Captain America. It, it might be worth doing like an entire show on Captain America because I find him totally fascinating. There's also the comic book angle. Yeah. Like, I, I find him super dangerous as a symbol. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think he's like, yeah, dude. Like, oh, what if he's the man. state more than anything? But then we're going to give him all of the there. moral attributes <laughs> of Jesus as well. And mm-hmm. like, like have him die for our yep. sins a couple of times it feels like like and he's like such a bootstraps like I'm yeah. no player. I do what it takes <laughs> capitalism for me oh. and he was an art student that's my favorite thing <laughs> and that's why he was too scrawny for the army <laughs> yep yeah he's reborn I guess as like a beefy dude okay <laughs> McMurphy oh from when flew over the cuckoo's nest Good call. Yeah. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, I That's love that cool. movie. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. a while ago. He brings joy to the people in the in the uh, what is it like the asylum? Yeah, it um, pretty much is an asylum. It's like yeah, he brings spontaneity and levity, um, new experiences, life. life. Um, he questions authority. Nurse <laughs> yeah, ratchet, uh, and he you know gets lobotomized for his sins. Uh, he brings life back to a but then he gets like sort of lobotomized and he frees and, his yeah. friend 
at the end when he realizes that he's been lobotomized and he throws the thing out the window and leaves forever. Yeah, like after he he kills him with a pillow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he kills him. Like so he, he sort of gets his first death where his like his character is dead because of the lobotomy and then he gets like set free. Uh yeah, he's 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 just yeah. who the fuck's McGuff? Uh I forget. So uh <laughs> It's, it's, it's from, from, yeah. Immaculate from, Conception? From Macbeth. Macbeth. Like who the is the guy dog? who's. Macduff? Oh. I thought he was so Macduff. The cry dog! <laughs> I didn't concentrate English class oh enough on just like talking about stories. I'm sorry. Yeah. Macduff, who was from yeah. his mother's torn, right? That's Not right. a woman right, born. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I remember the importance. Right, and it, uh, gotcha. Macduff is the one who... who... <laughs> yeah, lead on, Macduff. The famous... Help me take a bite out of crime. Macduff is the one who is like uh, the... Like the positive portrayal of like King James's ancestor, right? Like he's the one who we're supposed to be like, and he's got like the yeah. bright future and going to be the good guy and the good line of kings. So that's right. I think beyond the fact, that, yeah. exactly, <laughs> money, please. But beyond yeah. that, it's like besides the immaculate conception, he kills like a, I guess, an evil guy and represents salvation in a very, yeah. very vague and like not very actually helpful yeah, kind of I way. I just wanted to add something to the list, and then I did it wrong. So... <laughs> no, let's talk about that for another 20 minutes. Uh, no, um, this is fantastic. Do we have a, a wrap-up? I really yeah, gotta... Yeah, we gotta go. Yeah. I know, um, it's been a long one, guys. End, I we think. did a good job, though. This was good, and, like, how could it not be? It's a... I don't a know, we can talk about our, our current take of, like... The religious world right now because i feel like what i've learned about jesus is that <laughs> all right surmise, i feel like we've learned that jesus was like uh cool uh he, he, the best he case really, scenario for jesus is that he was cool <laughs> um like he stood for the rights of the poor the rights of uh you know Maybe. the screw the marginalized um yes including like Poor people and prostitutes and yeah. like all figures who were being, yeah, the sick, the weary, the sick. Um, you know, like what Christianity was kind of based on. And uh, we don't really ever hear about that now when we hear about Christianity or Catholicism. I feel like I never actually hear the principles as much as what they don't want us to do mm. in government. Which well said. The problem is orthodoxy yeah. over like actual intentional worldview or moral teaching. Like I think that Jesus at the very least uh, and Christianity, at the very least, like early Christianity, represented like a sudden valuation of the individual, like wretched person, which uh, was not really present in quote unquote religious thought very much. Um, and so yeah. apart from eventually leading to like the primacy of humanity over or, or certain races or groups, like in a very broad sense, the idea that, hey, poor person with nothing who's just suffering all day, like you matter to God or to, to Jesus or yeah. whatever. Um, and so like there were tons of positives that came from that. And even like, because we can't balloon out and try to examine like the variables that came about because of the Jesus story within the Jesus story. He's, he's a social reformer. 
either politically or spiritually. He wanted people to be treating each other with compassion, and he sacrificed himself for those beliefs. There's a whole lot of other stuff that could go into it because nothing is simple, but that at least has uh, value and appeal. Yeah, me too. I'm comfortable yeah. with that definition. Oy, oy, oy. Good. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. We really solved it. We got through it, and I'm proud of all of us, especially you, the listener. Dude, yeah, cards on the table. Our food has been oh, delivered. Congrats. I love you guys. Uh, do an outro. <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait. Oh, who's that favorite guy that with a whole new flavor? I, I didn't flavor. have a plan. I just started. Yep. It's called Compassion for Your Neighbor. And anyway, thanks for coming to Paragon Marathon. I'm Dan. All right. I think. And then you guys say you're your really names, rushing out of here right say now. Huh? A Jesus thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, like. I thought we already did an ending. No, we did an, an intro. How long I thought it was going to be. God damn it. <laughs> uh, well, that's that for Jesus. I'm sure yeah. we'll never touch on it we ever again. Say we've addressed every aspect <laughs> and potential perspective of this relatively simple figure. Simple and uninteresting <laughs> figure. That's what I'm saying. Is If you had to skip one, it wouldn't matter if it was this one. We'll catch up. <laughs> wow. Well, no. congrats. To us, I guess. To us for being so brave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Jesus is clearly you. someone who looms very large in our in our brains and in the brains of everybody else. And so, the least we can do is take a crack at at why and uh uh I guess how it's can be applied in a helpful way in terms of understanding yeah. other stories. And like, obviously, there's a good and a bad yeah. way to do that. Like you can be reductive with it or you can sort of. Well, and we love to talk about symbols and how they are repeated. And like everything you say about a hero is either like Jesus mm. or not like him. And it's, it's kind of the eternal metric That's that will be applied. True. Yeah. Sort of becomes the glass through which we view every other story, whether we like it or not. Yeah. The Jesus lens. Which is like a Lazarus tube. It sounds like a cool sci-fi convention. <laughs> I just important note that we appreciate all stories. So this was like a fascinating one to learn about. Um, I'm really happy Tom pushed us into Christ's arms. Thank you. I resisted. <laughs> it I was his fault. I was pushed into this. You were not. I, you were begging. I thrice denied, <laughs> thrice denied Jesus. Yeah. I was going to say, we have thrice denied Tom's denial, <laughs> so I think that We're done. we've got right. it set. Thank you for joining us on Paragon Marathon. We'll see you every other Friday, because that's how much time I have to spare to edit. Love you guys. Tune in next time, where we take a dump on another person from antiquity that's really important <laughs> to your worldview. Yeah, do you have someone you love and helps you get through these trying times? <laughs> Let us know. We'll take them down a peg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Dan, and I've been punching up this whole time. <laughs> That's my I, sign off. Yeah. I'm Tom, and I've been punching Dan this whole time. <laughs> uh, cool, Dan. Help. I'm Sarah, and I've been punching myself this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the three monkeys. Yeah. Uh, I'm no. punching. Here's the sound of me closing a Bible. Wait for it. Oh, that's Ooh. good foley. Good foley. <laughs> Way to go, Chris Foley. We did it. <laughs>